at Christchurch Liverpool, we want to meet Jesus Christ, love his church and connect with Liverpool. One way we can love his church is by sharing and hearing each other's stories, our stories of coming to faith in Jesus and living by faith day to day. All these stories are valuable. They all speak of God's love, grace and power at work in ordinary people. And we hope you'll enjoy them all. Hi everybody and welcome to Sharing Stories. Um, this is a Christchurch Liverpool podcast where we are um, hearing the stories of various people in our church um, about how they came to have faith in Jesus and what God has been doing in their lives. My name is Josh, I'm an Associate Minister here at Christchurch Liverpool and I'm here with Maciek Lato who uh, is one of our members at Christchurch, been with us a, a few years and also um, is quite involved, he has a role on Sunday mornings uh, helping um, direct and manage some of our setup. So you may have seen him around on Sundays. Uh, if not, uh, then it'd be great for you to get to know him when you're around in person. Um, but hello, Maciek. Um, welcome. And uh, we'll just say a few words to introduce yourself to us. Hey, thanks for having me. Um, well, I'm, uh, from my name, you might guess that I'm Polish. Um, I was brought up in Poland at the age of nine, and I moved to the UK uh, with my parents, uh, which was about in 2006 now, I think. Um, and I'm married to Emily Lato, uh, who you might see at the front, sometimes leading worship. Um, and uh, I'm currently studying for my master's in renewable energy engineering. <clears throat> and I am working part-time as a bookkeeper. Great. Um, thanks very much. And Maciek's going to um, tell us a little bit about, I guess, his um, faith, his experience about um, trusting in Jesus in his life and also some things that he's been um, uh, doing and thinking through over the last months while we've been in lockdown. So, um, Maciek, to start us off, um, just tell us briefly how you came to have faith in Jesus. Yeah, um, I think most of that comes down to my parents. Uh, I was brought up in a born again Christian family, um, which I find is an important distinction to make since I'm Polish, uh, since Poland is a very Roman Catholic country. Um, and unfortunately, there are lots of atheists who are Roman Catholic, which seems like a slightly um, strange juxtaposition um, to have uh, people be religious and be atheist at the same time, but I feel like it's more mostly to do with uh, the tradition of the church in the in the country. Um, and so, yeah, uh, I feel like um, it's a it's a country where uh, evangelism is quite hard. But I was I was quite fortunate to be brought up in a uh, born again Christian family, um, so I can't pinpoint any specific point where I came to have faith. Um, I think it's mainly just that I was brought up with uh, Christian uh, belief in the background and I almost all kind of almost I don't know I feel like I all, always believed in God mm -hmm. um, there is no specific point I can say this is when I came to have faith um, I feel like it's more of a journey with mm -hmm. um, big moments in it um, yeah always great to be able to look back and um, 
yeah, to know that you've always known God. Um, but although there may not have been a, a specific moment, you are now a Christian. Um, so can you tell us some, perhaps some key moments in your faith, um, things that have really um, challenged or confirmed the gospel to you in uh, over your life? Yeah, certainly. Um, yeah, like I said, there were quite a few uh, big moments. Um, and I, I'd say I'll just start chronologically. When I was about six, I think I had a I had a dream, um, which I can still remember quite vividly to this day. Um, and I was in a big cavern um, with a cross in the middle. And I remember seeing a cloth, which was quite dirty. And it was then washed by blood. And then it became pristine, like pure white, um, which I guess is a picture of Christ washing away our sins. Um, and then there were two corridors leading out of a cavern, one to the left, which was really wide. And um, it almost felt comfortable. And it was really wide and straight and leading uh, to basically hell. And um, I remember trying to really convince people to stop going down it because I knew where it led. Mm-hmm. And I was um, kind of tra- frantically trying to uh, just stop people from going down it. Um, and I remember my brother being there with me as well, uh, doing the same with me. Um, and then there was the other path, which led off to the right from the cavern, uh, which was a bit more narrow and tight. Um, and that was the, the path of salvation, I guess you could say. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I can remember that dream quite well. Um, and I do believe that is a dream from God. Um, and then later on, when I was about seven or eight, my family went to a, a Christian conference in the summer. And there was a bit for kids. Um, and there were about 20, 30 children there. Uh, we had some fun activities, but also like some faith stuff. Um, and I remember in that I got my... Uh, gift of tongues because we were prayed for and laid hands on uh to receive the gift of tongues uh and i uh, i got that then so i guess you could see say that i was washed in the uh baptized in the spirit then potentially i'm not sure what your uh, terminology might be of that but um I, I would say that i got my gift of uh speaking in tongues then and that as a gift has been just really uh great and has been a real blessing um it's something i do quite often in private um uh since that passage in corinthians uh does mention not to uh do it too much in public for self-gain um that you can that it's good to have with with translation but not to do it in public too much for for self-gain so it is something i personally do in in my quiet time in prayer um and I do feel like it's almost, my, almost like my spirit just speaking out to God and just praying the things that I might not think of. Um, and I feel like it's just a really good way of connecting to God. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, that's, that's really helpful for me. Um, and then when I was nine, we moved to the UK. Um, and the first church we went to was Hillsong in Newcastle. And there was quite a big... Um, I guess, kids ministry there. Um, and I remember the leaders were taking us through the sinner's prayer. Um, so I can remember at the age of nine or 10, uh, I said the sinner's prayer and uh, 
I guess that's quite a big moment as well in my faith. Um, and then I just, there wasn't much change when I was growing up, uh, except that I went to a Christian secondary school, um, which uh, was quite nice because uh, we had the, I guess, the gospel preached quite often mm-hmm. uh, in assemblies and things like that. Um, and I had a close friend who was uh, who was a Christian as well. We went to see you together. Um, and when I got about uh, year 11, maybe, or year 10, uh, maybe late year 10 or early year 11, so I was about 15 or 16, uh, this friend became an anti- anti-theist all of a sudden, um, which was quite a big strike to my, to my personal faith. And I'd say that was mm-hmm. my lowest point. Mm-hmm. Um, it's where uh, I questioned a lot mm-hmm. um, because I could see that his change was made for popularity. He didn't like, because as much as it was a Christian school, uh, the vast majority of the students weren't Christian. Um, so I feel like his cha- his choice to become an anti-theist was mainly uh, led by people's perceptions of him mm. um, and how he wanted to be popular, I think. Um, but, so I could see that, but at the same time, it was quite striking to have him say, oh yeah, I used to be in your shoes. I used to know what it's like but it's mm. so much clearer on this other side mm. of being an atheist and anti-theist um so that was quite quite hard um but i definitely got through it um mm. and then i went to university um and i feel like that's kind of where my faith became my own um because before that i always went to church with family and it was always just like expected of me to to go to church and to believe um but at university the the faith that i had became more of my own and mm. um that was like a really big step in growing as a christian as well mm. sounds like um yeah a lot of um really interesting things um just kind of helped bring you to the point you're at now um it's, i want to just pick up on a couple of things just i guess because um we we don't often talk about things like dreams and tongues and stuff in our church. So um, it'd be good to just, I guess, learn a little bit more. So you said um, you had the dream when you were younger, but um, that wasn't the type of, it, it doesn't sound like it was in the context of you didn't believe and then all of a sudden this dream came and, and, and you believed. Um, I remember I've spoken to you a bit about that before and you said that when you had the dream, it's not like every bit of it registered with you at the time how did how do you think that kind of encouraged you or formed you kind of after that dream as you still remembered it as you were growing up was it still useful or was it just a kind of a a thing that affected you at the time yeah um yeah i think when i first had it uh like you said i didn't fully understand it at the time and since since it was a dream from i believe god it's something that was really kind of burned into my mind and i really remembered it really vividly throughout my upbringing so uh, i feel like it was really helpful in that especially in moments of um challenge or uh questioning my faith um it's something i could always go back to and be like yes but that dream was uh quite 
clearly from God and it clearly showed me the gospel in a way. Um, mm. So it, I think it was quite helpful in understanding the gospel and in coming to faith. Um, mm. yeah. And then um, you mentioned about um, having the gift of tongues later on. And certainly in our church, we don't, as, as you mentioned, we don't have a time publicly where we actually kind of you know, bust that out and have that as part of our regular worship services. But you say you use it in, in private. Um, and I don't know whether many people listening to this will have experience of that. But um, what's I guess what's it like for you using that gift privately between you and God? Is it a, a helpful thing? Do you feel like that's a, um, something that you're able to, to use? Or is it just something that, um, you know, just is there? How do you how do you use that gift privately? Yeah, um, oh, it is a gift that is always there and I can just kind of just pray in tongues whenever I want to. Um, and yeah, it is, I think, just really helpful um, because I feel like it's a really uh, concrete way I can just connect to God at any moment. Um, because, I don't know, sometimes prayer is, um, I don't know, I think it's quite emotional um i'm not sure how to describe it it's quite um clear when i pray in tongues that god is right there um and he's listening and so it is quite a um quite nice to have that to be able to know that when i pray in tongues right now god is there listening to me and i can feel it um which can be a bit different to normal prayer um but normal prayer is just pretty useful as well um so I think both are just really great to have. Mm. Um, so we've got a bit of your backstory about becoming a Christian. Um, and But bringing things up to, to now, it'd be great to, to hear how you've been doing as a Christian, um, especially like in the last year and handling the pandemic. So what, what would you say has been something that's been challenging for you this year or something you've been thinking through or working through? Yeah. Um, so I've mentioned that I'm a, I'm a student currently, I'm doing my master's um, and I'm doing that because uh, I found my job to be quite futile. Um, <laughs> I was working in car finance, uh, a, a broker slash financing company. Mm -hmm. um, and I personally found that to be quite um, almost like a dead end. Um, and so I prayed and I spent time contemplating um, and I had a look at some universities around that offered masters uh, to see if there was anything that I was interested in and I was interested in uh, renewable energy because I do believe in being a good steward to our world and so uh, I feel like that is a good way of taking care of the environment um, so yeah I've got a master's and started studying and working from home um, which has been a challenge um, just mainly because there's always university stuff to do. Um, and then I spent two, I spent two days a, a week working uh, in the part-time job. Um, so I usually don't have time to do uni work. All my uh, work and my a lot of my relaxation is exactly in the same place. Okay. Um, so physically having it in the same place on the same PC makes it I think a lot harder to separate the two um yeah I've, I've been finding it a bit harder with procrastination this term um mm -hmm. but 
uh, I feel like it's been getting better. Um, just mainly, I think it's mainly for me personally, it's, I, I need to make sure that I don't start my day with procrastination. Mm. I need to make sure that I start my day with something that's productive and then continue the productive uh, streak. Mm. And then uh, if I do that, then it's just so much easier to avoid procrastination because I find that if I uh, start procrastinating or um, just start watching YouTube videos early in the morning, just like, oh yeah, I've got another 10 minutes before 8 a.m. or something. <laughs> then. Um, yeah. But it's a bit harder to start work and to actually get into that mode of work. But um so I've been finding it quite helpful in that way. Um, can I ask about the, so you, you've obviously then had quite a change of direction from, mm. from a job to, to study. And um, you mentioned about you kind of thinking through that. So the idea that your previous job just felt like it was dead end and your, um, what you're looking into is actually something you think is, is a much, in some ways, a more ethical type of thing. Um, I suppose um, I want to know how, how being a Christian has made a difference to that transition or to like your choices? Because I suppose there's probably lots of um, people who don't have any faith in Jesus who who go through that similar sort of thing, who, you know, say I'm in a, a job that I can't see a future in and I'd love to do yeah. something that I feel is more purposeful. Um, how has your faith played a role in, in choosing or in deciding or in making that transition? Yeah, uh, that's a really good question. Um, I think I spent a lot of time praying and uh, contemplating what would be good to do. Um, so just having that direction from God has been quite quite useful. Mm. Uh, it's probably quite different to someone who's not Christian. Um, and I feel like if I wasn't a Christian, I would be much more focused on money and much more focused on material wealth and things like that. So I'd probably stick in the uh, financial industry and just mm. go high up and go banking and go for uh, investment banking, that sort of thing. So um, I think my focus is different because I'm a Christian. So um, I'm not focusing so much on myself and not focusing so much on what I can gain, um, but I'm trying to focus on what I can change for others or what I can change for um, the world we're supposed to take care of by uh, God setting us as stewards of it. Um, so I think it's more outside-centered, but inside-centered. Mm. That's helpful, yeah. Mm. But I do try to make sure that uh, I don't take too much pride in good achievements academically, because I know it's something I've struggled with in the past, um, or I've struggled with with pride. Um, and uh, But I feel like I try to make sure that I remain humble and that any good achievements are accredited to God because honestly they are mm -hmm. um, and they should be because any intellect that we've got is from God um, and uh, the ability to work hard and things like that do stem from God. So um, it's good to give him the glory and the praise for it. Mm. Yeah, that's really good. Um, I want to finish off by thinking about um, how you've been engaging with, with church and or how you found church helpful or how you've managed to connect because I know that everyone's kind of had to do things in a different way. Some people have been do, doing a lot of stuff online, some people it's been the YouTube service, mm -hmm. some people it's been um, 
connect groups has been a much bigger thing or much harder or whatever like so everyone's had slightly different experience over the lockdown of of actually engaging with church so how have you found ways to to love and connect with others in our church and what's been encouraging for you in that yeah um great question um well i've recently i'm not sure how recently the past few months i've had a prayer trio with matthew mcgown and josh norman and it's just been really really encouraging um just meet it's just meeting up on a tuesday evening or day and just praying together talking about what we're struggling with and what we're um trying to get through and uh like family problems or uh problems with sin or problems with uh just struggling to read the bible and things like that so it's been really helpful to talk through these problems and then or any encouragements or like answered prayer and then to just pray about it together mm-hmm. uh, it's just been really really encouraging and um it's really nice to be able to think deeper um we've been thinking deeper recently into like the, the root causes of sin um mm-hmm. like what might be causing us to do a certain sin whether it might be pride or uh just real like self-centeredness and whether we need to repent of the with a deeper sin in a way, um, mm. like the root cause of it. Um, so that's been really, really helpful. And we've also been encouraging each other to uh, read the Bible together. So we've been doing a Bible plan on uh, mm. the Bible app together, um, Great. which has been really helpful. Um, so yeah, I think that's really been encouraging me um, and challenging me in a good way. That's really good. Yeah, we we do encourage prayer triplets or prayer mm-hmm. quads, um, but it's quite an informal thing at our church. So um, if anyone's listening and wants to be involved in one, it's not like there's a one central thing you sign up for. Um, yeah, it's great that you've just been able to find two other people and just get going on that. So that's good. Um, and you've gone through a change in connect groups. You've changed connect groups this year. Mm-hmm. How's that gone? Yeah, uh, we changed from uh, Central Connect, which was uh, student-centered uh, to South Connect, which then became Septum Connect, um, and it's just been really encouraging to be with people who are uh, quite clearly wiser than us um, and <laughs> quite clearly um, further on walk than us. And it's just been really, really encouraging to uh, to learn from them and just to listen to their wisdom. Um, so yeah, the Connect group that we've been. Uh, part of has been really, really helpful for our personal growth. We've probably covered all we need to cover, and that's probably about our time that we have. So um, thanks so much, Matchek, for um, sharing with us today. It's been great to hear from you um, about how God's been bringing you to this point in your life and also um, how um, it makes a difference in your life to, to have a faith in him and how you've been encouraged lately. So that's been really encouraging. Um, I hope you guys at home have been uh, encouraged by Matchek's story. Um, and if you did find this useful, then uh, please do join us again for another sharing stories. And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss an episode. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And hopefully we'll see you again another time.